It seems the Rippon's all mark that Setsuna witnessed at the hospital was actually a crew member of a manned Jupiter exploration project that took place 130 years ago. Go ahead. Yes. This manned exploration project was also involved behind the scenes in the development of the GN Drive. It's possible that there was a Ribbons-type innovate aboard as well. And this innovate was absorbed by the metallic alien entity. Hmm, that would seem to be the most likely explanation. According to Veda's information, something similar is happening to human victims on Earth. So we have these alien entities, but what is their objective? I don't know. In fact, we don't even know if they have a will of their own. The E-Sensor has detected something! There's an object approaching the ship! Welcome to It's a Gundam, the internet's best episode-by-episode Gundam Seed podcast that finished Gundam Double O and is ready for the dialogues to come. My name is Jeremy. We are Tyler. I got what he was going for both times, Zach. I don't... Uh, I didn't (laughs) watch this movie. No, I I just wasn't expecting the fervency. Like, for whatever reason, my brain went somewhere else when you said it like that. My name is Zach. So the problem is, I can't activate my second, like, my lower vocal cords on Will, so I can't... You don't have code phrases you could use? Uh, (laughs) Like like a Manchurian candidate? Well, I feel like if I want to do certain impressions, there are just words that get me there. Well, I have never practiced my second vocal cords, though. (laughs) So I I don't know... If I need to do Keanu. I don't know exactly what happened. I think my brain jumped to Legion... Shall we get right into part two of Awakening of the Trailblazer? Because we went for over an hour on the first 40 minutes, and there was very little faffing about. I feel like the first act might be the most dense, but we'll see. Huh? I was gonna, I feel like less happens. I think there's a good chunk in the second half that's basically just battle babble, as it were. So if you're starting this podcast on part two of the movie, why? But <laughs> also, if, hi, if you don't, if you're reasonable and listened last week and just don't remember because you try to forget as much of this movie as you can, uh, that's fair. Last time on Gundam Double Awakening of the Trailblazer, Saji saw a movie and then was in a horror movie. Hallelujah <laughs> <laughs> was there also in the same horror movie. Kadi Monikin decided to start playing WoW and rolled a shaman. Hallelujah showed up and was like, this horror movie sucks and decided to jump into an action movie. And then Lock On was like, your vacation is over. And then Setsuna didn't talk to Marina and felt was very horny for him and he was oblivious to it. <laughs> I miss and anything? then he threw oh. Semtex at ribbons. Speaking of horny, Billy's got a hanger on now. Literally. Oh, and Grandmaker was there. Did I miss anything? Oh, I guess there's a spaceship coming. <laughs> the plot. I missed the plot. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, you forgot about Descartes' shaman. No, 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 no. I Cotty rolled a shaman. Also, a spaceship from Jupiter is coming towards Earth. They tried to stop it with missiles. It did not work. They didn't have Bruce Willis because he's been dead for 200 years. So it (laughs) impacted Earth, went through the atmosphere, and then turned into a bunch of metal that started infecting humans and mind-controlling cars. And is ribbons. Yes. Then, as as Zach said, sets in a blew up ribbons. And Saji was like, what the fuck, man? And he's like, I don't know, man. (laughs) But I'm going to leave before I have to talk to your girlfriend. As you noted, you're not in this movie. Bye. (laughs) <laughs> all right oh that would have been a great like inside joke as if at the beginning is like i wasn't even in the movie and then he's just not in the movie <laughs> uh practically what happens anyway remember that guy who sent sergey smirnov to his death he's here with klaus and here is billy's science room and bill is like anyway this is klaus we needed to get his voice actor in this movie no reason for him to be here really he is special presidential envoy so Billy's like, hey, look at this school girl. She became a Yu-Gi-Oh card, the half metal school girl. <laughs> but we call her the full metal school girl because it sounds better. And but also has- she's still alive somehow, and that's weird. 
anyway, it's she's been turned into metal. We're calling them extraterrestrial living shapes shifters. And Veda's like, what about Elsa's? And we're like, that sounds cool, Veda. <laughs> I love the ridiculousness of the little, like, oxygen face mask they got for her. So Mina's like, anyway, I think they're after humans with quantum brainwaves. So anyway, we still have, like, all that spooky secret police stuff, right? I suggest you get all the people with quantum brainwaves and put them in a bunker. That seems counterproductive because now you just have big targets in the area. I think the idea is there's some sort of shielding around them. Like, G- I can certainly buy that there can be, like, a null zone. Like, GN particles. And Klaus is like, good idea. I'll go do some shitty government shit. That's what I fought for. <laughs> so that I would get to be the one doing shit, shady government shit. Well, everybody fights against power until they're the ones that have it. Humans anyway, have encountered an unknown existence. Yeah, anyway. They're aliens. Aliens. <laughs> Aliumium? Wait, that almost worked. Let me try that again. Is that Eminem's rapper side? <laughs> I was trying to go for aluminum. Um, Aliumium. No, Elinium? No, okay, I'd give up. Allium. So anyway, thanks to Veda, they've managed to find all of the quantum brainwave users and put them in a bunker. And thanks to Veda's information control that the ALOS used, everything's fine. (laughs) And here's another scene that didn't have to happen. As they are giving their report to the president, who I think we already went over, doesn't need to be here. Yeah, this, unlike the other one, who's like, well, at least the government is advancing, is like, well, at least this government is exactly like the ALOS. (laughs) <laughs> we cut to the welcome room on the Ptolemaeus where Aleluya and Mary have just shown up and are like, cool haircut, Milana. Also felt, I guess. I like her response is like, I'm becoming an adult. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very Milena thing to say. Setsuna then, is in the rear and felt like, you aren't hurt, are you, Setsuna? And he's like, no, I am at full hit points. The Simtex did not deal any splash damage. Luis tanked for me. <laughs> <laughs> and Simragi's like, what about Saji and Luis? And I'm like, yeah, why didn't you just bring them with you? And Setsuna's like, Saji isn't in this movie, so we put him in a bunker. <laughs> we put him in the quantum brainwave isolation facility. And Luis definitely isn't in this movie. What are you talking about, Simaragi? She's not allowed to do things. <laughs> She's a woman in a Gundam franchise. What did you expect? And Sumeragi's like, good secret shady stuff, government. And Setsuna's like, now about the thing I requested. And Lockon's like, hey, before that, Setsuna, why don't you flirt with Felt a little bit? So lock on trying his hardest to wingman for I her, know. but it's it's just such a high DC. I love even the side eyes <laughs> Sessuna's Sessuna. giving him. <laughs> like, even Lasse and Sumeragi are like trying to aid him, but they just can't roll high enough. Don't worry, Felt, we locked all the doors. It's just you and him for the next six hours. It, it's just like the scene in Austin Powers 3 of like, you leave and you leave and you leave. Only it's the opposite of them trying to get Felt and Setsuna out. Yeah, not, not you. Henchman with wrench. Turning dials, henchmen with a wrenchman. Yeah, he, they're doing everything but dragging them off. So it felt slowly floats in <laughs> I the know, frame. I love that. Like, so Setsuna, what's up? He's like, um, it's nothing. I'm going to sleep. And she's like, is it new type shit? And he's like, yeah, it's new type shit. Anyway, I have to brood. And Sumeragi is like, damn, you're doing this on hard mode, aren't you, Felt? <laughs> so at least Sumeragi tries to be supportive. And felt like, man, I don't know what's going on with him. Since he became an innovator, he's even more closed off and antisocial than usual. <laughs> he's Which like, like he was lot. in the first season. I mean, it does make a little bit of sense if like, he can just sense new type shit that he would immediately retreat back into himself so he wasn't feeling everybody else's shit. And so Sumeragi tries to be a good mom. And felt like, how do I get a boy to like me, mom? <laughs> and she's like, I don't know. Just keep trying. Worked for me. I couldn't get rid of him. <laughs> yeah, I don't have this problem. Sorry. <laughs> I do like that we see sets in his room and he has fucking nothing in here except for the flower that felt gave him. Yep. Don't know how he got that back after it floated into space after ribbons, but I like the touch all the same. Or it's a new one. Yeah, she did say that she got it from like a facility that was growing stuff. True. At any rate, he has the flower or a flower. So Whereas all Lockon has is a picture of him in a new, but at least Lockon turns on the lights. <laughs> well, Lockon doesn't have to brood about his ascension from humanity. No, just his dead girlfriend. Uh, meanwhile, Alleluia has a living girlfriend. He's like, ah, yeah. <laughs> because they move back into their room. And Sumeragi's like, hey, just keep feeling things for him, especially if he leaves you and, I don't know, becomes an alien or something. Don't worry about that. Probably won't happen. <laughs> don't worry, Felt. Just be horny. Don't worry, be horny. Everybody knows. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that is the anime creed. 
So we cut to the <laughs> Celestial Being, where Nightcap Patrick Collisar, my favorite action figure from this series, <laughs> is showing up with two beers for him and the Colonel. Be like, hey, you thinking about something? And they are in Ribbon's living room. And I like to think that they have had sex on this couch so many times. Yep. And the ghost of Ribbons had to watch as his punishment for being an <laughs> asshole to humanity. Anyway, Cotty's on her laptop doing work. I, I like how even the coffee table is too far from the couch to sit on the couch yep. and use the coffee table. Because Ribbons has the worst living room decorating <laughs> skills. That was Hilling's thing. Anyway, she's like, so much is going on. And there's like maybe aliens and stuff. And uh, Patrick is like, hey... You're basically saying Earth is under attack from aliens, and that's dumb. And she's like, yeah, okay, when you put it that way, I will drink that beer. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love this little scene between them. Like, this is a great relationship, but this is, I feel like, the one time we see them together, and it just totally works, right? Yep. Which is fine. I just think it's a really impressively written scene. Well, I mean, every other time we see them, they're more or less on the clock in public. Yeah, well, and Patrick, like, leans in to give her a kiss, and she's, like, is a little hesitant at first, but it's like, yeah, no, it's time for this. And then she immediately gets a phone call. It's like, down point. <laughs> <laughs> out of frame, so he won't be on her Skype call. <laughs> I love sexy dad Colossar. It's so good. <laughs> it's quite good, yes. And so they're like, anyway, um, a mobile suit left our celestial being somehow. It's got Trans Am. And, set, and Cotty's like, what? And then we see a clone tube that's empty. If only we had seen a clone tube that wasn't empty earlier. Cut to the briefing room. Please pretend I put an 8-bit version of the Evangelion planning music in for this scene. <laughs> so Sumeragi's like, anyway, I think that ribbon's all mark was just a different innovate from Jupiter. It didn't need to be in the movie at all. Hey, Felt, give me a... Uh... Give me a background. Give me a floor. Look at this. A ribbons. Which and implies they've had innovates for 130 or years. Or they're based on a real person. Or they're based on a single person. That's fair. But we know Veda was built by Aeolia, right? So innovates being ar around for over 100 years makes sense to me. Yeah. No, I think I would totally track with that. And then he was absorbed by a metallic alien. And Lachon is like, yeah, aliens sound about right. And Sumerak is like, anyway, tactical forecasting says aliens. Prepare for alien weather. And so Alali is like, what do aliens want? <laughs> and Sumerak is like, why the fuck are you asking me? They might not even have a mind. Anyway, a giant Malena appears on the computer <laughs> and is like, hey, there's something coming to our ship. Giant enemy Malena appears. Man, Felt looks so grumpy in that shot. <laughs> well, she's not getting any, as we know. And so she's like, yeah, there's a ship coming towards us. And Sumeragi's like, tell us what ship. And she's like, um, it's the Europa? The one that <laughs> just crashed? And Lasse's like, that's weird. And Setsuna's like, Gundam time. All Gundams are launching. Why does blowing up the metal work? It's, I don't know. <laughs> Conservation of mass? Like, that's my exact Turn mass problem. into energy. I mean, if you get humans hot enough, like if you melt a human, that human is way dead. That's fair, but they can, like, shapeshift and reform, so, like... But who knows what... If that's temperature-related... Yeah. Like, like, I agree with you, but I'm will... There's plenty of other problems I would rather take up with this movie first. Giant space flowers. Yes. So we get our first look at some of the uh, new Gundams. The Haros are reproducing. <laughs> yeah. Now there are two for the new Gundam Zanbaya, or Zabanya. Which is, of course, Lock-Ons. And then is like, I'm sorry that you're getting you're dragging you into combat, Marie. And she's like, eh, it's aliens. Colonel didn't say anything about fighting aliens. <laughs> and now Aleluia and Marie have their own two-seater. Hey, not to be that guy after I just poo-pooed Tyler's that guy. They quit Celestial Being, right? Vacation was a euphemism. Why did they get a Gundam built for them when they've been backpacking in Europe? Uh, because quit Veda predicted years? that it would not last. <laughs> Veda predicted they'd break well, they, up. It, it predicted <laughs> that they had. It, it predicted that they would need four Gundams for something. Three. Well, maybe four. Never mind. One of them would need to be a two seater. And they were like, "Well, we don't know anybody. Else. The only people we know that could theoretically pilot a Gundam and might be friendly to us both have partners they might want to bring with them. They could have gotten Graham Acre." Hey, remember how I told you I'm going to tell you about the dumbest thing I know about Gundam? <laughs> That's probably part three. I think I know the part you're thinking of now, and I don't understand it either. What, is it Graham Akers' stupid fighting squad? Oh, is it Tyler, you are not prepared. <laughs> Speaking of wow. Anyway, yeah, so Mari and all of you have a new Gundam. I do like the Gundam. I, I like that they built Mari a seat. 
that she doesn't have to be in the sidecar, but... But at the same time, like, she can't be separate from Hallelujah. Like, she can't do her own thing. Honestly, it would probably be better if she just had her own ship. (laughs) Make her own Gundam. Yeah. Again, the resource book that does not tell you, that tells you the movie story, because the movie couldn't be bothered, says that Celestial Being is now very short on parts, and they could only make one new Gundam, and these are both salvaged from the previous Gundams. I'm just saying, why even put I mean, the Zabanya's pretty bitching for a salvage machine. Yeah. Well, they just put the rifle bits inside the shield bit, Zach. That's how they salvaged it. I mean, it's got an entirely different frame. So Soma's like, I don't want to be a burden to the people on this ship. I'm a girl in a Gundam series, and I'm going to do a thing. Although, I just realized, I think I know why they're so short on spare parts to build Gundams. Maybe because they have Gundams stored on the fucking planet. (laughs) (laughs) Well, look, you need Gundams. Everybody has two. So Sumeragi's like, as you know, Setsuda, your GN drives got fucked up in the last episode, so you just have particle tanks now, so you can't transam. Oh, I missed that line. That explains a lot. It's continuity or something. And Setsuda's like, I know, Mom. He has continuity. Nobody else does, but he does. So they go to attack a colony ship. Not even a colony ship, a exploration ship, but it's surrounded by little metal missiles. <laughs> metal javelins. But now they have to fight. Or else is. The Zabanya starts shooting at them, which blows some of them up. Hallelujah watches while Soma pilots <laughs> does some sweet maneuvers to get out of here. Eventually, he fires some missiles, but the Elses just absorb the missiles and transform into them. Which is bad news for Setsuna, a melee specialist, especially when he starts getting new typed at by the metal creatures. He's like, I can't possibly kill them. They keep saying, please don't kill me. His two wingmen are like, hey, what's up? as Lock-On is doing that cool thing where he doesn't even look where he's firing. But Setsuna <laughs> is reduced to just trying to dodge. Lock-On is the only one who's actually doing any fucking work. This is a group project. <laughs> <laughs> well, unfortunately, he brought Alleluia. <laughs> Soma is chained down by her boyfriend's uselessness. And Setsuna, who is having a crisis of conscience. It, it's so much that he just flies off on his own. And then Ptolemaeus is like, Setsuna's leaving the front line and he's being chased. You've switched off your targeting computer. What's wrong? And he's like, everything. Everything is wrong. Which causes two of the Elses to impact the double O's arm and start turning it into metal. Uh, Setsuna looks pained as this happens, but it might be the new type flashes he's having. He screams out and one of the Elses about to hit him in the chest when beams from off screen, the most powerful beams imaginable, start <laughs> raining down, destroying them. And then two giant hands appear. One grabs the double O by the chest and the other rips off the infected arm, throws it into space so that the other can blast it apart, which is a pretty good introduction for a Gundam. Probably the best Gundam introduction in this movie. The two giant hands then fly to a thing that says Raphael Gundam. He's cool, but rude. And the hands are uh, attached to its hat. <laughs> yep. This Gundam has a red GN drive, though, and immediately transams because, again, it's the only one that gets a good introduction. And starts w- sweeping through and wrecking face. The giant hands can turn into a giant fuck-off laser, and they do so and just rip the ship in two. Which is pretty nice. Again, this movie looks really nice. Yeah, and... I said last episode that this movie has, like, no good fight choreography. This is the one exception. The Raphael Gundam showing up gets to do cool stuff. Mostly strafing things, but that's cool. And everyone is like, wow. That was cool, but rude. <laughs> also, this one's purple. If only we knew somebody who flew a purple Gundam. Were either of his mobile suits ever purple? No. I always assumed they were black. He, he's, he's experimenting with new colors. I mean, he had purple hair. Well, he did, <laughs> yes. And so Elena and Sumeragi are like, ah, oh, the pronoun game has come to help us. I don't like the Raphael Gundam. I think it's fine. I don't like its hat. I think it's so bad it's good. It's like one of those giant peacock feather hats. And everybody is like, so what the hell? It's not Setsuna because he's taller. But he is wearing Setsuna's flight uniform because he's experimenting with colors. Hey, it's Tiaria. And they're like, hey, didn't you die? And he's like, I'm a computer. <laughs> I grew a new meat bag. Anyway, we don't really have time to, like, buddy up because the world is ending. Also, Setsuna, why didn't you attack the Elses? And they're like, Elses? And he's like, yeah, that's what the government's calling them. It wasn't my idea. And Setsuna's like, I don't know, man. I don't know why I didn't attack them. And Lagan's like, dude, why the fuck don't you know? And Tiara's like, ah, it must have been your innovator powers. Your new type bullshit. Anyway, even Veda doesn't know what the Elses want. But you must have felt something and reacted to it subconsciously. Which means they do have volition. 
And Sussman was like, yeah, sure, man, whatever. I don't know what that word means. Cut to what I would say is the least necessary scene in the movie, but it's not. (laughs) Uh, Mina is flirting with Billy on a space car. She wants him to join the Many Miles High Club. This feels like a bad attempt at fan service. Yeah, but like, also it feels like Billy is someone's... It doesn't even feel like self-insert fantasy to me. It feels like Billy was somebody on the staff they were making fun of the entirety of Dum Dum Devil Out, and they're making it up to that person by giving him a hot girlfriend. Anyway, Billy is blushing because he still has things for Sumeragi, and Mina's just pulling out all the stops, and she's a hot anime girl, so that's a lot of stops. <laughs> anyway, they start talking about Jovian radio waves. It doesn't matter. It doesn't. I mean, it kind of starts to lay the groundwork for the fact that the Elsas communicate via quantum brainwaves, but mostly it's about Mina's legs. <laughs> I mean, I guess breaking new ground on the fan service train as it's focused on the bottom half. Yeah, you don't get a lot of leg fan service in anime. Maybe they just wanted to push boundaries. Anyway, cut back to Celestial Being, where Lassie's like, anyway, remember the dialogues to come? And Tiari's like, no, we were supposed to go to them for those dialogues. They have come to us, and it's way too early. I love how, like, there's a shot here where it's so serious. Everyone, you know, standing up straight and is super... And then you can see Milena, cockeyed, like, pointing over... Like, looking over Tiari's shoulder. Tali is like, but what's going on? We're not ready for this. So Lachan's like, I guess we'll just have to murder all of them. And Lasse is like, plus one. <laughs> And Marie's like, that seems like a bad idea. And Oliver's like, yeah, what if they also don't understand what we want? And that's the only reason we're fighting. And Felt's like, what do you want, Setsuna? I want to enable you to speak your mind. And also, I value your opinion. And Setsuna is like, I don't want the campaign to be about me anymore. Look, the whole, like, Gundam 00 is about my character. Like, I'm ready for someone else to take the spotlight. <laughs> anyway, this is awkward. Bye. It really does feel like that because they... Like, Setsuna, we've been presented with, was always up front and like, I know what to do. Not always, but in part two. Anyway, how's the quant doing? Veda told me you were building it. And he's like, uh, Ian's building it at top speed. I hope it's ready for the climax. And Tiara is <laughs> like, giggity. Like, it could be our trump card against the aliens. And Sumeragi's like, we're relying too much on Setsuna. He basically solved the entire second series. We have to do something. Cut to the celestial being where Cotty has invited Billy and his plus one to be for the rest of the movie. I feel like she feels guilty all the time because Patrick is almost always hanging around. So she feels like anytime she has to invite somebody, she has to give them the plus one card. To be fair, Mina was actively doing research on this stuff. Yeah, She is definitely the second most qualified scientist behind Billy. Maybe the most qualified scientist. And she just wants to let the boy she has a crush on shine. Anyway, Descartes is also here. It's very important he's in this scene. He thinks, therefore, I guess he's here. Apparently, Mina sent him information on the Jovian radio waves they were just talking about. And he's like, yeah, that doesn't seem relevant to the plot to me. And I'm Descartes Shaman. (laughs) And so uh, Billy is like, okay, so we need a throwaway scene to pad some runtime out. So we're going to send you out to talk to them. And he's like, I think they're crying. And they're like, what do you mean? He's like, that's your job to figure out. I'm insufferable. <laughs> I shouldn't be in this movie. Then I he gotta gets go on... brood in an elevator. Yeah. <laughs> then he gets on the Gendo Ikari elevator to call them an inferior species and try to be the villain of this movie for about 12 seconds. Then everybody with quantum brainwaves gets quantum brainwave attacked. Luis suffers the most because this movie hates her. Like all the people that we saw there are suffering in equal parts to Luis. And basically everybody else who is dealing with it is like trained soldiers. I guess that's true. And also that one half metal girl. Anyway, the red spot on Jupiter has become the black spot on Jupiter. It has become a hole. It It destroyed destroyed Io and Ganymede. Not Io and Ganymede. (laughs) I love Ganymede. Everyone's very surprised about this thing that can't be possible. Which, hey, I agree, should not be possible. The cart shaman even stopped brooding to run back to the deck to see it. I mean, if it was a black hole, wouldn't it be consuming Jupiter first? Well, it's a science black hole made out of metal things. And it's a fleet. Yeah, anyway, a bunch of big Elses come out of it, or else the cart shaman is displeased. And now Jupiter has rings. I'm reasonably sure Jupiter already has rings. It does, yes. But these are made of living metal things. Are we so sure that Jupiter's current rings are not? Yes. They're mostly ice and rock. 
Sounds like metal Ruin to me. all my fun. <laughs> so Setsuna is like, hey, calculate how long it'll take for them to get here. And Felt's like, like, why? And he's like, just do it. And he's like, I don't know, 95 days? Is that relevant? No, not really. It could have been one hour and this movie would not have changed. Yep. Three months is such a weird time to me. I mean, it's, it implies the speed. I like it from like a physics perspective. But the thing is, like Tyler said, nothing happens in those three months. It's not like Luis takes those three months to be relevant to the plot or <laughs> anything happens in them. I guess the double O quanta gets to be finished. But again, that could have happened in one hour and it would have been fine. Yep. Anyway, Setsuna's like... it looks pretty close to done when we... The few shots we see of it. Well, they have to finish painting it, Zach. They're using an official playset and or toy, Tyler. Exactly. It comes pre-painted. Oh, okay. Yeah, but you, the nubs, like, really ruin that, and you really want to go over it. You want to pre-shade. I mean, <laughs> if you want it to look as good as on the box. I totally just had a sight of a bunch of guys holding a, a gundam size like, exacto knife going over <laughs> one of those nubs. So anyway, the crew of the Telemass is like, to space! Anyway... Uh, new new return turn is like it's all fine the aliens aren't coming to earth you can trust us the government they're probably going to the sun this is an announcement from the federation government i'm glad you specified this so anyway Lucy's like saji the government is full of shit they're definitely coming saji's like don't worry i'm sure setsuna will fix it <laughs> He doesn't even really, like, say that. I, at the very least, that would provide some kind of, like, booster there. Like, you know, showing Saji's faith in Setsuna. But it, <laughs> as it stands, it just doesn't really seem to matter. We see the Senate arguing about this. We don't need this scene. But I do love very excited Senator slamming his desk like he's in a Phoenix Wright game. And I also like asshole arms dealers who are Batman villains. Like, <laughs> this would be really profitable. Get Mutai Azrael and Jabril on the phone. <laughs> don't you mean Durundle? No, I did mean Jabril this time. <laughs> anyway, a lot of people start talking about how this is going to be great for the military-industrial complex, which wasn't doing so hot. I feel like even in the... Well, I was going to say even in the situation where there's an alien invasion and you need to ramp up spending and whatnot in order to protect the humanity you'd still have people arguing about whether or not it is absolutely necessary to save humanity. And Marina's like, just as I finish my goals that I started at this movie, aliens attack Earth. Isn't that always how it is? <laughs> Am I relevant to this plot? The answer is no. But I'm as relevant as I was to Gundam Double plot. So at least I haven't taken a nosedive like Louise. Well, she didn't sing a song to solve this movie ever, so... <laughs> That's true. That would be too Macross. There's a Macross line, and she went right up to it. She can't go any further. She, she won't Macross the line? Exactly. When you gaze into Macross, Macross gazes <laughs> into you. Does this scene serve any real purpose to you guys? Nope. I, okay, I, I was I was just wanted to check and make sure it wasn't just me. They've got to remind just... you Marina is a character. I feel like as a beat, it's actually fine. The problem is none of these scenes matter. I Not think that we've that had one 10 minutes matter. straight of scenes that don't actually matter. We left Celestial Being... And we've gotten nothing of real relevance. Nope. There's some more government characters, new government characters that don't need to exist. Oh, I was going to say, Shireen is like, I'm sad. And Marina's like, don't be sad. And Shireen's like, you're right. You're such a great leader, Marina. <laughs> and then in comes random soldier head dude who's kind of a dick. I do also appreciate giant general <laughs> <laughs> who is like two feet taller than everyone else. He's not even a general. He's like... A senator. Giant General is my favorite F-tier Yu-Gi-Oh card. <laughs> Isn't Giant General a guy from Cobra? No, I know Cobra pretty well. Oh, so he's not from G.I. Joe? No. Anyway, they're like, well, we, we had to go murder some things. They're like, hey, remember how we captured a Death Star? And the other guys is like, isn't that inhumane? He's like, not if we shoot it at aliens. <laughs> well, it's an I mean, alien then. I, I, I feel like... Well, they're also talking about how... Uh, you know, we, wouldn't we be seen as inhuman if we sacrifice humans to go, like, stop the aliens? And I feel like we will all be wiped out unless we do this is a pretty good trump card for a government to have. Although if I go too far into that, I start defending the Imperium of Man. Yep. And well, that's not a good thing. Anytime you send soldiers to do an action, you are effectively sending them to your their death, right? Or you're, you have to assume you are. Obviously, you do everything you can to prevent that death. But there is always a human cost to military operation. 
And on that lovely note, hi, welcome to the mid-spot. Here we are together once more. I don't actually have much of a thing, but hey, if you're interested, I'm running a 7 Days to Die server for the entire month of October. It may be longer if we feel like keeping it going. It's gotten a surprising number of people on it, but hey, it's mostly Draven. Thanks, Draven, for doing literally everything. But it's a lot of fun, and Zach and very occasionally I are on there, along with a bunch of other people in our various orbits. And listeners like you, this is PBS now. Anywho, that's all I've got for this obligatory mid-spot. I have to plug something, and the something I'm plugging is, hey, folks, hop on our zombie survival crafting server. It's fun. Uh, details are in the game night channel of our Discord. Or, you know what? Heck, shoot me an email at tyler at lasttimeonvideogames.com, and I'll get you those connection deeds if you don't want to be on our Discord. Also, hey, we still haven't recorded our double-O wrap-up episode, so there's still time to get your questions, comments, concerns, just random whatevers in to our Discord at the end of double-O wrap-up channel, or at Gundam at LastTimeOnVideoGames.com. I'll post links to both of those in the description of this episode. Okay, bye. Anyway, remember that guy that sent Smurgay Smirnoff to his death? He's in charge of the recon fleet, and he's like, man, you know who was cool? Sergei Smirnoff. I'm sad he can't be in this movie because I sent him to his death. Anyway, I just want to be as cool as that guy, and the, his and, subordinate and, is like, yeah, you know what? Me too. And he's like, anyway, this scene didn't need to be in this movie. Honestly, I kind of feel like this whole sequence of events would actually work better if we weren't riding along. How do you mean? Like, if they say we sent out a recon And force, they were wiped out. And we just get, like, not even just they were wiped out, but we get, like, the last few panicked transmissions. Okay, yeah, like, like a horror movie. Yes. Yeah, that would be great. Uh, Instead, we get this douche nozzle. Descartes Shaman. <laughs> Descartes Shaman. Yeah, Descartes Shaman. I like it. <laughs> anyway, they gotta fight some Elsa. The Elsas I love as a concept. They make such poor enemies. They are so undynamic in the way yep. they fight. They're so uninteresting. and like, They're like the Gagas. They were like, what if we took the Gagas and made them more? And it's like, it would suck like the Gagas did. I was just thinking, because like, I love enemies with complicated motivations, but whenever I run games, I tend to go to like vermin and stuff so that people don't have to worry about those. Well, I really like the idea of the Elses, of their motivation being unknown and that being the problem. Like The problem is an inability to communicate with them. Which is what Aeolia predicted, sort of. I really like that idea. The thing is, you have to have a Gundam fight with them, and like this is all beautiful animation we're watching now of a laser light show. But if there was a concert going on, it would be great because it would be background visuals while you paid attention to the music as like the fi primary thing to hold our attention with no dialogue. It's just nothing. And I mean, we don't have anybody in the fight who we care about. What you're that's you the other care about cart? No. Who? <laughs> For the Horde, 100%, but I prefer Paladin to Shaman. <laughs> anyway, some Jinx 4s get turned into metal. Now the Elsas are are taking over mobile suits. So guy who killed Smirnov is like, fire everything. I don't care about these guys, though. So Zach's right. This should have been a panic transmission. They're absorbing missiles, just like they, we already saw them do. They start absorbing battleships, which is a sort of ratcheting up of the stakes, but eh. Yes, and not incredibly. I like how they're like, the, sis the ship's not working. Are the Elsas causing it? No, it just it's bad engineering, <laughs> sir. Uh, there's a pretty effective horror shot of a bunch of bridge bunnies being turned into metal. And that guy who killed Smirnov is like, is this the real life? Is it just, oh, I'm dead. <laughs> uh, Descartes Shaman is like, oh, this sucks. I'm the only one left. I don't want to die before I even get to do anything to justify my character existing. So he takes out the ship that he launched from. Which had been taken over by the Elses. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't anything he could go back to at this point. And then he just starts firing his big gun. He takes out the other two ships, and he's like, I'm definitely not killing my allies. They're already dead, which is probably true. But I don't know why he felt the need to say it. Well, I mean, depending on how exactly that works, because the girl wasn't dead. True. On the other hand, I don't know why he cares, because he already thinks of them as an inferior species. So, But it doesn't matter. No, because he's not the villain of this movie. He just gets absorbed. And, like, 
if the Elsid has a, like fused with him in some way and he became their representative, maybe this character would matter. Yeah, that's what Alex thought was going to happen, and me too. But that would be a better movie than this. We thought we were going to accidentally feed them a Gundam, and then they all have Gundams. Which is kind of what happens, but not really. Yeah, but not really. Anyway, Celestial Being showed up now that there's nobody left in this scene. So this fight continues being pointless. Yeah, The rest of this movie is just fights forever. Celestial Being shows up. I mean, the thing is, you can have a movie be like... 60% 60% fight and If be it's fun. John Wick. No, like, <laughs> because, like, the Girls in Panzer movie, like, the, the Dürer film, the, like, back half of it is like an hour of just pure tank fight. But it's ridiculous and funny. Like, this is taking itself so seriously, and this fight doesn't actually mean anything. Like, I don't feel like there are any stakes to these fights. Yeah, the problem is we don't know what the stakes are, which is kind of the purpose, but that makes the fights just so go on forever and ever. And ever. And now celestial beings in them, so at least we care about those guys. But there's like a weird exhaustion to that, even because I know Tyler said he wanted a different end for Setsuna, but I'm actually pretty happy with the end all these characters got. So, like, there's almost no stake to them for me, too. And I'll talk more about that a little later, I think. Anyway, Setsuna is trying to new type at the Elses and communicate with them, which I do kind of like. We see that Shaman is just now finally turning completely to steel. And Setsuna's like, I didn't know that guy. <laughs> anyway, I gotta dodge so I don't get absorbed. Okay, everybody, run away. I'm gonna use the I'm gonna use the riser to try fuck to up this thing. Well, to try to communicate with them, which I love as an idea because it is the natural evolution of what Setsuna was trying to do in the first half. And I do really love the idea of Setsuna, like to Setsuna, a Gundam is a thing that ends conflict, and now for him, that is a thing that allows communication to happen. Is really cool thematically. He's got to try to drag them to the Nirvana zone where they'll all be shirtless and, <laughs> and bro down. But he's going to try and trans am without an actual engine. I do like the horrors helpfully announcing that the riser system has been activated. Well, Saji's not there to do it. Yep. So the Elses are enveloped and shown in bullshit particles. <laughs> but apparently the Elses aren't listening. And Setson is like, what do you want? And, want. and then they scream back at him, essentially. <laughs> but we do get naked sets to know, which Tyler's all about. Yep. And he's like, what is your objective? And they're like, dinner. There's a KFC one solar system over. <laughs> and then the Gubbalo just starts getting impaled by Elsa's, which gives Setsuna a headache. And Felt is like, uh, Zono. Everybody so- else, go get Setsuna. <laughs> I feel like there were so many of these things that the four Gundams should not be able to make any headway against them. Well, which is kind of really, what happens. But they're mostly falling back the entire time they're fighting. According to Alleluia, there are too many of them. Do you think that's the same thing as uh, he's almost out of missiles? <laughs> <laughs> it's the opposite, actually. The three Gundams back to back to back, which allows them to survive, but they can't get any closer to Setsuna, who is running out of particles. And Syria so pulls a ballsy move and goes in. And Tiara's like, well, I'm going to have to reveal that my Gundam secretly contains a Gundam. And they're all like, we're shocked. We could not have seen that coming. I do love that its hat just flies off and becomes a Gundam, though. It's the final form. Although this is maybe the worst. Well, it it is the reverse of it was secretly a giant Gundam on the small Gundam. (laughs) Instead of a small Gundam in a big Gundam. And Tiara's like, hey, save Setsuna. I'm a computer. I'll be fine. We and need Setsuna, though. And everybody else is like, but we don't want to leave you. And he's like, dude, I am a computer. I will create myself another meat bag later. Don't worry about it. I've got, I'm backed up. It only takes about two years. I'm on the C drive. I'm in the cloud. I am the cloud. <laughs> he must experience such strife. So both of Tiara's Gundams start getting turned into metal in two separate locations. As the big one manages to rip out Setsuna's cockpit and just kind of softball toss it at Lock-On. <laughs> I have the package. And so Lockham's like, all right, we're going to Transam the hell out of here, guys. Unfortunately, the Elsas are apparently faster than Transam. Which seems weird. So Tiaria tries to Transam self-destruct, which we all know is much better than our regular self-destruct, to take as many Elsas out as possible. But they're still coming. So Hallelujah is like, Soma, we got to do a thing. <laughs> I love how Hallelujah... Re- calls to Soma specifically and she's like, alright, I'm on board. To be fair, Alleluia also calls her Soma in cockpit, but I also love that they're like, hey, the, the, Soma, the big boys have to come out and do a thing. 
Well, he's, he specifically called her Pyrrhus. Yeah. It's true. Whereas Alleluia called her Soma. But he's like, it's time to do the super soldier thing. We have to tuck the kids in bed. <laughs> and they successfully at least draw them away and blow up a few. But there are just way too many. And some more are still going after Lock-On. He's like, oh no, I'm out of friends to come save me. Go shield bits. You were my friends. <laughs> Which work, uh, I assume, because they are GN shielded. Uh, I mean, that's the only thing that would make sense. Things get through the shield bits, and the Elsas are about to reach Lock-On, when you'll never guess what happens. <laughs> that's right. Laser beams from off screen. It's only <laughs> happened 58 times already. This you would movie. think that he would have that on his radar <laughs> or directly in front or of him <laughs> to see them. I, th- I do think they come from an upward angle, but radar well, the, still. I mean, he's got two horrors in there. Are they just both looking at the same side mirror the entire time? Yep. Anyway, Graham Aker is here trying his damnedest to save this movie. Movie too heavy, but I do appreciate the effort, Graham. With his Soul Braves team. He got lots of friends. He realized that friendship was sets in his power, and he was like, I'm going to make all the friends, and then I will Shonen rival at him even better. Including really well-designed second-in-command black girl on he team. He even got a girl does she on his even team have this a time. Name? She does. It's in the information book with all <laughs> the other stuff, but I don't remember what it is. She doesn't need to be in this movie, but I will allow it. <laughs> anyway, the Soul Braves come in. They're like flags, but rad. It, they really do feel like just the next iteration of flag. Like, yeah. I like how Graham says, a stupid scar. And by like, I mean hate. <laughs> <laughs> they all perform the Graham maneuver and transform mid-flight. And they're blocking for the Gundams to get them out. And Graham's like, kite them. Anyway, the Soul Braves also have giant fuck-off cannons on their noses, which is great. Oh no, they're actually competent pilots. Well, they're handpicked by Graham Aker. That's fair. If he had been Louise's friend, he could have bought Louise, but... <laughs> His machine is now painted blue because he's he was like, the other power that Setsuna has is a blue mobile suit. He does a rad midair brake thing with some GN drives that looks incredible. And takes out a bunch. I really like the fact that we get a shot of him in the cockpit and it's clearly like really, really hard on the acceleration. Yeah, he was definitely Zex Marquiing there. Yep. So Graham is like, man, aliens, what do you even want? But before he gets a call from Sumeragi, it's like, hey, we're getting out of here. You want to like hitch a ride because all your friends are dead? I was going to say we didn't describe that or a lot of that scene a whole lot. And that's because we got basically four identical shots of these things going and destroying swaths of Elsa's. Like I said, the fights in this movie are just exhausting in that, like, the stakes don't, they're so long for the given stake. Well, and because we almost had the same exact instance only a few minutes ago in this movie. Thierry showed up to save Celestial Being, and then here they are in trouble, and... Graham Aker shows up to save Celestial Being in almost the same way. And don't worry, we'll get it again. <laughs> so Setsuna has been admitted to the medical box. It's like the penalty box. Yep. I was going to say, that sounds like a Jack Kirby-ass medical facility that would rule and you would like have to actually fight your... It would like turn whatever was your injury was into a physical monster for you to fight. <laughs> uh, but sadly, it's just the tube. And Sumeragi's like, we'll leave as soon as all the mobile suits get on board. Fire missiles or something, Lasse. Pretend you're useful. So they do an about-face. Felt gets to spend the rest of this movie sitting next to Setsuna. To be fair, right now, everyone is sitting next to Setsuna. And Soma's like, sorry, your boy interest got injured. (laughs) That's rough, buddy. Anyway, Graham's second-in-command is like, hey, thanks for refueling our particles since all of the motherships we were supposed to rescue exploded before we got here. And Lasse is like, hey, thanks for saving all my friends. Sorry about your friends. I was going to see if I could find out her <laughs> And name. then Sumeragi's talking to Tyrion. He's like, really, why did you have to go and die? And Tyrion's like, Because 200 uh, years in the future and we still haven't made a good personal assistant, so I thought I'd give it a try. Hey, Tiaria, search for Veda on Veda. <laughs> and he's like, what else was I going to do anyway? Apparently the name of the mobile suit is the Artorius. Which mobile suit? That the Soul Braves use. Oh, I thought it was the... Oh, no, I'm sorry. They use Braves. Yeah, I thought they were just yeah, Braves. I was going to say, because that's in V. But then Sumeragi is like, all right, Tiaria. Hey, Tiaria, tell me about Setsuna's condition. Setsuna tried to link his brain to the Elsas, but they're like a computer, and there was way too much data for his brain, and he got brain damage. And brain damage is really difficult to heal. Even our nanomachines aren't great at it. But I've given him the brain cell regeneration treatment. And, you know, 
since he's got quantum brain waves, maybe his good brain is stored outside his brain and he'll be fine. I hope. Maybe it's in the cloud. I like how they replace that one doctor with just a robot that types no, on a computer. No, the thing is, it's a Carol. It's a hard oh, yeah, machine. You're right. <laughs> yep. Anyway, Graham Aker comes to visit Setsuna. He's like, Shoden. Okay, I must have been looking away because I totally missed how Graham was on board the uh, the Ptolemaeus. I was like, wait, where the fuck did you come from? Well, all his friends are, so. And he's like, Shonen, you're such a good rival for me, even when you have brain damage and, then, and are in a coma. And the felt <laughs> is like, who are you? And he's like, I want to be his Shonen rival so bad, but I'm not. She's like, oh, I want to be his girlfriend so bad, and I'm not. We have a lot in common, actually. <laughs> Uh, anyway, Graham gives a speech about how Gundams are cool, but he needs to surpass Setsuna, not the Gundam. But I got here too late to save anybody. And then he gets a call on his cell phone that's like, hey, more Elsas are showing up. We're going to do with something, I guess. And Felt's like, that doesn't sound good. I like the one Elsa that's just a giant box fan. Look, you got to keep cool in space where there's famously so much heat. Anyway, Jupiter spits out a moon, but that's no moon. That's an orb made of Elsas. And it is also coming to Earth, which you should have about three months. Zach, everything knows that the more massive something is, the faster it travels. Ah, actually, that's kind of accurate when it comes to at least naval ships. Anyway, the government's like, let's do something. Go contact any named character you can think of. Like, all we got's Andre Smirnov. It's like, it'll do. Go talk to Kadi Monikin. He's like, he was. Don't go get Louise. (laughs) Yeah. He wasn't even good enough to make it on the Soul Braves. Man, that was another scene that didn't even Andre happen. applied for the Soul Braves, but Graham was just like, I think you're a dick. So, <laughs> And Marina's like, hey, Sharon, what's the government going to do? You're like my government advisor. And she's like, I don't know. Send the military at it. And she's like, oh, man, this is exactly what Satsuna wouldn't want. Oh, no, it's a battle for the fate of humanity. We should just roll over and die. No, we should talk to them harder this time. We Maybe should talk to them with bigger words. firepower. You get more with a kind word and a gun than just a kind word. Why does... You, you have two guns. Yes, this one I call a kind word. <laughs> like, anyway, put Caddy Monica in charge of our defense. She's a main character. Give her that Death Star we have. It'll be our headquarters. And I guess send all the military there. Well, I mean, if you don't have really any other choice, if they have to be stopped outside of the planet... They're like, what happens if they cross the defense line and... Giant General is like, well, we're fucked. I mean, um, catastrophic casualties. <laughs> Things will get really metal. And they're like, attention, citizens, do not panic, but do hide. Anyway, Marina's like, if their shelters won't hold people, let them into the palace. And they're like, uh, should we evacuate you? And she's like, where the hell am I going to evacuate to? <laughs> they're attacking the whole planet. Although, do make sure our bathrooms are very well stocked. As expected, the government has chosen the path of battle. What we tried, theoretically, we tried talking to them. They didn't want to talk. Anyway, we must continue to figure out how to survive. And Klaus is like, that's why I've got a gun. <laughs> and Jared's like, I don't think that will help. <laughs> we get a bunch of shots of the people being evacuated. Again, not super necessary. I guess it kind of helps the impression of the stakes being raised, but... Anyway, a new new return turns is like, hey, if anybody has a space engineering license, we're hiring. And Saji's like, I have a space engineer license. And Luis is like, you should do something. The writers won't let me. So you should. And he's like, didn't you also go to space school and are a trained military pilot? It seems like you could do more than sit here and pray. And she's like, no, the writers won't let me. But I support you, Saji. That's all girls can do. So anyway, Saji goes to space. My yeah. least favorite children's book. I don't remember seeing him after that shot, but I'm sure he's here somewhere. Yeah, no, he shows up in the end. During the insert song. Anyway, Mina's like, hey, we're all going to die, Billy, and that makes me horny. Why is it that everybody in this setting seems to think working in the fucking dark <laughs> is a good idea? I mean, hey, don't knock it until you try it. I have. It's <laughs> terrible. It's my preferred working conditions. It's not, actually. It used to be when I was Billy's age. Anyway, Billy's like, go gentle. And she's like, yes, sir. So this teaches you just be persistent and you will get a paramour. That's a good (laughs) lesson, right? Anyway, Celestial Being is heading towards the battle line. And they're like, it's about seven days from Earth. Can you believe it's already been two and a half months? 
a lot sure has happened. More than that, since it was supposed to be 95 days. Graham Aker showed up at one point. That was cool. But hey, look, it's Ian and Linda to drop off the quant. Uh. Quant. Um. Uh. And Soma and all of you are like, that sure is a cool playset and or toy. I do actually <laughs> like the quant quite a bit. But. I, I, I do too. We'll get to it. I wish this movie let it do anything. Yeah, because it's rad as hell to use in most of the games. Uh, I bought a model of the Quanta before I'd seen this movie. Still haven't built it. It's really cool to use in uh, Gundam Adjectives. It it's, is. It's the one with the high. It's the mobile suit with the highest power level in that game. Uh, no, the, the dumb metal one from the end of the movie is the highest. But the Quanta is still really good because it's like the eighth version of the XCS. So it's better than the Strike Freedom, which well, is I, very I, good as well. Anyway, they're like bad news. Ian Setson has got the brain damage. But we're still going to need this machine. Thanks for bringing it. Because we know Setson is the primary character of the series, so he'll be fine. Yep. And Tierra's like, also, can you put like a computer terminal on that I can go into? Maybe if I VEDA all of the information coming to Setsuna, I can like process it for him and only give him the keywords that he can skim. <laughs> the GM drive VEDA and innovators. Aeolia Schoenberg's three things will fuse together into the dialogues to come. And Ian's like, yeah, I guess I can hack a computer onto that. It'll run doom, and then takes off. So Sumeragi's like, hey, guys, remember when I said that that one mission was going to be our last mission? This is going to be our final mission. <laughs> and I think that will do it for this episode of It's a Gundam. Believe it or not, we have 40 more minutes of this. I, it's I think the, I think the last 40 minutes is all fight, too. It's not all fight. Some of it's credits. I, again, I think it's only going to be downhill from here. I guess there are some things I like in the next part, but Zach has a look of utter defeat on his face, and we haven't <laughs> even started part three. So, Tyler, what is your high point for this mess? Um, It's going to be that the excellent Colossar Monacan scene. I love everything about it. It's probably the best scene in this entire movie, honestly. I don't know. It's pretty close with the uh, the opening scene of the Trigger movie. Yep, that's fair. Yep. But Zach, like, what's your high point for this oh section? Boy. I don't like the mobile suit, but I think the Raphael's introduction has to be mine. It is good. It's definitely, hey, this isn't in much of the movie. We got to sell you the playtime toy real quick. Mm -hmm. uh, I think it's going to be Graham showing up to try and save this movie. <laughs> and, and I love his chatting with Felt of like, oh, I have to show it. It's like him and Felt are such opposite energy as they are both just pining over Setsuna together. It's so good. And he doesn't want either of them. Do you have a low point, Tyler? Oh, no. Descartes. Oh, no. Zach. Hey, look. The Raphael showed up to save Celestial Being. Hey, look. Graham showed up to save Celestial Being. Hey, look. Celestial Being showed up to save Graham. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Although I think I'm going to actually have to give it to... Uh, why did we need 20 straight minutes of UN council meeting? Yeah, that's what I was going to give it to, because like so many meetings that should have been an email that shouldn't have been in the movie because they're not interesting. <laughs> so now what do I go with? Because Descartes is dead and the meetings are bad. So much of this movie is bad. You'd think it would be easy for me. A lot of it's like very low grade bad. The thing is, you've taken all of the parts that happened. So, <laughs> oh, it's going to be Mina being so horny for Billy. Why? Why, movie? To Why make up for Billy simping for Sumeragi in the entire second half? No, that, no, that, no. Do you have an he's, got, he's got to be punished by being on the receiving end of this time. Pun punished? <laughs> Tyler, do you have an MVP? It is the return of our boy, Graham Aker. He's pretty good in this part. Zach? Our other boy, it, I guess. It's got to be our good, our, our good friend, Graham Aker. I hate to break trends, but I'm actually going to give it to Tiaria. That's fair. Gets the first save and gets to exposit. My only problem with giving it to Tiaria is it's like, hey, it's Tiaria. Glad to have you back, Tiaria. No, Tiaria. I do. I actually kind of like that because he's like, guys, I'm a computer. I don't know. It's very practical. It's very Tiaria. It's practical. It's just they're so close together. It's, hey, he's back. Oh, no, he died. So I <laughs> kind of don't give a shit. He doesn't really die, though. He's just a computer again. Speaking of Tiaria, we have two of his mobile suits to put on our list. Should we start with the Raphael or the Sarah V2? Um, I vote the Raphael. I kind of like the Raphael. It's dumb, but it's definitely for me so good. It's or so bad. It's good. Sort of dumb. I kind of hate the Raphael. Do you have thoughts on the Raphael, Tyler? It's all right. Are we are we ranking it with the stupid headset? Yes, that's yeah. 
Um, eh, eh, I'm not a huge fan. It's fine. I like it that it's purple. I don't think it's as good as the Virtue. No. No, it's not. I actually do like it more than the CeraVe, personally. I actually prefer the CeraVe, although only slightly. The stupid, like, hidden extra hands are good for... That is so bad it's good for me, so... I think I agree with Tyler. I definitely like it more than the Legend, which also has similar back support issues. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, I think I agree. Uh, the Legend's I, not terrible, but... I, I think I like the Legend more than I like this this thing, the Raphael... But you are outvoted. I, I probably am. don't like it as much as the double O Gundam. No, I like the double O pretty dang well. So I do like the double O more than I like the Raphael. I think slightly better than the Gun Archer, but what do you guys think? It, that's like a toss-up I like me. the color scheme on the Gun Archer, and I really hate the hat on the Raphael. But so I, I have to like, give it to the Gun Archer. It is purple, though. Um, I think I'm going to give it to the Raphael. I like it more than the Gabaldi rebake, but completely expect that to be like, what are you talking about? Yeah, what are you talking about? What are you talking about, Jeremy? (laughs) So the Raphael Gundam goes at number 68, so close to nice, above the Gun Archer and below the Gabaldi rebake. The CeraVe 2, I think, sucks. (laughs) We don't don't really get to see it. It doesn't do anything. Like, worse than the Nodley. Yeah. Well, yeah. Worse than the Duel. Yes. And again, part of that is the fact that it literally doesn't do anything. I think better than the Galdas that Descartes Shaban has. <laughs> I don't know if I think it's... I, I think the that's probably better than... I the like the Mona Lisa. Okay. I don't think it's as good as the flag, though. It's not as good no. as the flag. I think better than the Seraphim Gundam, which we have all the way down here, but... Somewhat surprising, um, but only a little bit. I think I agree with that. I think I like it better than the Seraphim. I don't like it as much as a standard Jinx, though. No. The Jinx is a surprisingly good design. I prefer the Jinx. Final question. Better or worse than the Gundam Altron Gian? Well, you know where I land on that. (laughs) I think I think the Altron Gian is better. All right. So the CeraVe 2, which goes at number 105 above the Seraphim and below the Altron Gian. I like how the Altron Gian is like the top of low tier, basically. It is the gatekeeper of low tier. Exactly. Like the Jinx is the bottom of mid tier. In the interest of not having a thousand things to rank next episode, shall we also put the Braves on? Oh, yeah. Yeah, sure. Which rule? Yeah, no, the Braves are Yeah, they're pretty cool. Better than flags. Yeah, better than flags. I like them more than the Gun Archer. I do too, yeah. That's like not even a question for me, honestly. I would agree with that. I like it more than the Aegis. Mm, I don't think I like them more than the Aegis. I do, because stupid sword. I'm not a huge fan of the fact that they're, like, dumb transforming. Also, they're blue, though, so. Grams is blue. Yeah, I guess all the others are, like, dark gray. They're, like, green. So, we're thinking above? I think I say above. Probably not as good as the Reborn's Gundam, even though its transformation is way better. I don't remember what this thing is. That's the one that Ribbon's Allmark had, like, five minutes ago. It turned into a cannon. Oh, okay, that thing. I think I prefer the Brave to the Reborns. I prefer the Reborns. Okay. If you think about it, Reborns is just saying Ribbon's really weird. Yes. I think that's why they called it that. It sucks. <laughs> oh, I skipped over the Marasame, which I actually think is better. Uh, I prefer the Brave. I think I prefer the Brave. Okay. I like the Brave more than the Ogre Jinx. Oof. I think I do, too. Honestly. I think I prefer the Ogre. <laughs> I think I prefer the Brave to the Death Scythe. I had to say it as a question because I wasn't sure, but <laughs> I said it, I believe it. I got to give it to the Death Scythe. I prefer the Death Scythe. The Death Scythe looks so bad. You, you're, you're imagining it with the wings, Zach. It doesn't have those. Oh, the wings of Death Scythe hell? Yes. It just has shoulders. <laughs> it does have <laughs> quite a bit of shoulder. No, it, if just, just the Death Scythe without its wings, I think I would agree, actually. No, I like the Brave. Um, Final question, better or worse than the Calamity Gundam? Similar color scheme, weirdly. Yep. I, there's actually a little bit too much going on in the Calamity for me, um, just generally, but I think I might still prefer the Calamity. I think I do, too. Yeah, I think that's all of us. So the Brave will go at number 37, above the Death Scythe and below the Calamity. You did it, Graham. You got a good mobile suit. We're so <laughs> proud of you. All right. Do we want to put the Jinx 4 on here? So we just got Gundam's is next it, time. Is it different? It's got, like, the Lance and... Like, it is different, but... I couldn't tell. Okay, I, I would can, not be able to tell the difference, We can honestly. disqualify it if you guys like. 
until you said they had a new model of Jinx, I honestly did not know there was a diff. They they had a different one. All right then. Anything else you want to say on this part of the movie? Why isn't it over yet? Um, it started out not terrible, and then it just got increasingly more boring. But now Sutton is in a coma, which is stakes. <laughs> I always like when my main character is in a coma. <laughs> it's so dramatic. That's why my favorite Kingdom Hearts game is Between Fab <laughs> Chain of Memories and Kingdom Hearts 2, when Sora's in a coma. So on that note, we have one more episode of Awakening of the Trailblazer. Maybe we'll like the end. We won't. <laughs> Till then, it's all downhill from here. Oh, are you thinking about stuff again?